smell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Hi everybody, Detta here. We don't really do sponsorships here at Bonfire Babble, and that may change in the future. But for right now, we do our sparks at the end. But we wanted to do something a little bit extra this time because somebody in our community who we absolutely adore is offering a masterclass that we think you should know about. And she's going to be coming on the podcast, but we couldn't get her in until January because of our schedule. So I just want to shout out Jillian's Healing Arts Center. And she is is presenting a three steps to empower your health, jumpstart your vibrant energy and take back your life. If you are not following her on Instagram, she and her husband, Nathan, do these amazing get you moving in the morning, but not just moving your body, moving your mind and your spiritual life. You can find her live on Instagram at Jillian's Healing Art Center. And she's talking about how life cannot be enjoyed if you're too exhausted to engage with it. You know you want to be more, do more, and go more places, especially during the holiday seasons. You want to truly enjoy the festivities, but you're just so tired. Your energy is being pulled in so many different ways that you feel just drawn out and like you're carrying a 10-ton load. You want to experience all the fun with your family and friends, but it seems that fun eludes you. Well, the good news is it can be reversed quickly and Jillian will show you how in a three-day masterclass and you'll learn three easy steps to empower your health and gather your energy so you can truly enjoy the most magical time of the year feeling your very best. And I'm telling you, just after doing her Instagram classes, I feel more energized throughout the entire day. The masterclass will take place December 10th, 11th, and 12th of 2021 over Zoom, and there will be replays available, but only for two weeks on the Facebook group. So sign up by 12-9-21 to get the links to the masterclass and access the Facebook group. If you miss this one, we know she's going to be doing a longer term class in January, which we don't know much about, but we will find out more about when we have her on the podcast. But for now, go check her out on Instagram and do her morning lives. You will not regret it. Jillian's Healing Arts Center.com. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you all had a great, you know, gratitude filled weekend. Yeah. I know that the day this drops, I will be having a gratitude filled day. Heck yes. Yeah. We are just full of the gratitude yeah, today. Yeah. It's my birthday today. If if you're listening to this when it drops. Happy Thank birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I think everybody, I want to shout out everybody's birthday all the time. Ooh, that'd be fun. My your y'all are Birthdays gonna be every week. so annoyed with me in January because I celebrate oh. my birthday all month long and I make sure that it is everybody's problem. <laughs> Not problem. Oh. Celebration. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited. I'm excited. I'm excited moving into December. I'm excited moving into January. I my I did my astrology reading with our wonderful in-house astro- astrologer, Conwin. Isn't she amazing? And she talked to me about my solar return. And I got to say, we... We are vibing and keeping it tight. It is so exciting. It's a, a really good year this year. It's going to be a good yeah. one. And while right now it may not seem like it and the world is falling apart, things are coming, things are changing. It's, it's, I'm hopeful and inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm yeah. trying really hard to focus on what I want. And not what we don't want. Not what I'm angry with. Because <laughs> there's a lot right now to be angry about. We're talking about familiars today. We are. And it's very exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked. I 
did so much research and I got so inspired doing research for this episode. I love it. Uh, we are going to have a long time in the library today. I wrote about it in writing class Ooh. this weekend. And I also did some research, but I might not have time for my research because Corey has so much. Well, I mean, you no. can, as always, interject at any point. Well, I'm not like yeah. a professor here. <laughs> yes, you are. Professor Corey. Professor Corey reporting for duty. <laughs> this week for my book report. Uh... Should we head to the library? Let's just... Let's dive in. Yeah, let's do it. All right, this library does allow drinks and food. Yes, so. please have snacks yeah. because buckle up. Hold on to your butts. It's going to be a while. Go uh, for it, Corey. First of all, first of all, I want to list... My sources. Please do. Okay. Oh, I hit my mic. Good job, Corey. We're doing <laughs> terrific. We're off to a great start. <gasps> Britannica.com. TeenVogue.com. <gasps> I'm so excited because they're one of my sources. I love Teen Vogue. Uh, <laughs> our estranged cousin, Wikipedia. Uh, LiverpoolMuseums.org.uk. LearnReligions.com. RMC.Library.Cornell.edu. JSTOR.com. In particular, an article called Witches, Familiars in England by M.A. Murray. And an article from Well and Good by Chelsea Luger. Awesome. We hit a couple of the same ones. I'm so yeah. excited. Uh, I think we've had Chelsea Luger, a.k.a. as a resource, not actually on the show on, yeah. here before. I think we found some of her stuff before. And I want to start with that real quick because it's going to be brief. I want you all to go read that article by Chelsea Luger on wellandgood.com, and I'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes, because I'm not going to speak on spirit animals. What I'm going to say in regards to spirit animals is that I am not an expert, and I am not going to speak on it. I want you to go read this article. It is such a nuanced issue. What I will say is that I don't use that term. I don't even really use the word term like power animal, which is another term you might see. I don't use it. And it's for a number of reasons. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I am going to tell you to educate yourself, to read about it, to learn about it, and to be mindful of that. What I am going to talk about today is familiars. <laughs> I'm going to talk about familiars throughout history. And I'm going to talk about uh, stuff that gets me kind of heated, R.E. the witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, bless her heart. Are you okay over there? No. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm angry. <laughs> uh, because the ways that uh, women have been persecuted for knowing things. Yeah. And, and the wild yeah i was just say the wild stuff that that men have made up about women who had the audacity to know things in order to persecute them has been wild they're very creative people very creative before we move away from the spirit animal thing i want to say that uh, i think the using spirit animal in the tina phase my spirit animal mm. my brothers are native american their father was cherokee and their mom was my mom <laughs> and my brother was actually the first one who put it on Facebook about who his spirit animal was joking. I don't know that they ever expected white people to pick up on that. It and also, it, it, yeah, it has, it's such a diminutive term to associate, in my opinion, with the centuries long mm -hmm. relationship native people in a very diverse way have with the creatures of this land yeah and i do believe that people who have lived here for the last couple hundred years that are not native american may experience something similar according to my native friends and if that happens to you just be respectful yeah. of what the animal is offering you and read this article and see how she feels about it and also realize that different just like one black person does not speak for all black that nobody's people. a monolith nobody <laughs> is nobody's a monolith, a monolith. Yeah. like i do not speak for all lgbtq people but taking everybody's opinion into 
your heart and making that judgment based on that and yeah. out of that respect is really important. So that's what I wanted yeah. to say about spirit animals. Absolutely. Like we're always saying here, let's it's 2021, fam. There is no reason to continue to be appropriative. Yeah. Because there's too much information out there for you to enjoy and synthesize. So And you're here and we're sharing it. And with you're you. here and we're so sharing. So let's go back to being mad at men who make up things about women. <laughs> <laughs> Historically, boy howdy. Hmm. Uh I am Willow constantly watching documentaries about the witch trials and having Tara be like, Let's watch the National Geographic channel. They've got pandas, <laughs> like um or polar bears. Uh so familiars in the past, okay? Uh, traditionally, in a lot of cultures, it's a spirit or imp or animal that was gifted to a witch uh, by a, the devil or a demon to grant them power, okay? That's a TLDR version. This creature would uh, do the witch's bidding and allegedly would feed on a witch's blood or other offerings to, yeah. to grant this this person power and that was one of the things that i wrote about that i was just like this pisses me off yes we'll get there (laughs) okay thank you (laughs) in some histories or cultures or practices Mm -hmm. a familiar is a familiar spirit which is a metaphysical being Mm -hmm. not a physical creature that will travel and fetch knowledge uh i know that when we had mortalis on they talked about their familiar and it was a, a spirit it wasn't a an actual creature and it was something that they did a spell for to call that spirit to them. And uh, that spirit chose them, yeah. chose Mortellus. Exactly. Uh, different cultures have different ideas and systems for what a familiar is. Uh, like in Siberia, there's this really interesting system of three different types of spirits that I found fascinating and will in no way be able to explain to you in a satisfying way. <laughs> so uh, look it up. It's interesting. In the in the in the witch trials of England and then later in the puritanical religious extremist Salem witch trials, <clears throat> I have a lot of feelings about that. There was a criteria right for what meant to be a witch and one of those criteria was hath had congress with a familiar right and one of the wild fucking wild dog like it is so weird things that was made up uh to persecute a witch was the witch's mark oh yeah and what this was was a mole or wart or extra nipple that the demon fed from now there are historians who think that the the witch's mark was a way to sexually demonize women they had this extra thing on their body and there was this element of searching a, a woman's body which is a violent invasion of a person's autonomy yeah so i have a lot of feelings about that and i'm just over here quietly vibrating with rage the long and short of of familiars in history is a lot of particularly from a particularly like christian and persecution angle again not to say that christians are out here persecuting people but back then historically it was christian groups who were persecuting witches a witch was a witch is familiar with a demon and and no matter what form no matter what form it took it was a demon and it was either gifted by the devil or you know whatever so that is what a familiar was historically it is much more nuanced than that like i mentioned in places like siberia there were these these familiars who would choose a a witch or a wizard or a or a medicine person or a shaman and this creature could be a bringer of knowledge a bringer of of supplies ingredients all manner of things familiar is a broad term that can cover a lot of different types of assistant think of it as like a as like a a confidant assistant a conduit some conduit it's it's a number of things so that was familiars then let's talk about familiars now okay so familiar is now the term is more often than not used to mean a physical creature or pet like i mentioned mortellus has a a a spirit familiar 
now the term more often than not means a physical creature, like a pet, a cat, a lizard, insects. We know that, like we mentioned before, Mortellus has a spirit familiar, which is non-physical, metaphysical, if you will. Yes. Uh, This creature is something that is connected to the witch or practitioner emotionally, psychically, it is a support. It is a it is an energetic like proxy almost. Mm-hmm. It is it is something to share your practice with. Sometimes I when I was doing my research I read and it resonated strongly with me, which we'll talk about out at the bonfire, that they're guardians. That's a great well. word. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of information out there about familiars and it is it is work to parse it Mm. I had so many articles and journals and and opinion pieces about it and I that what I just shared with you was the distillation of all of that information Because so much about familiars, if you look up familiars, is from the perspective of persecution. That's what I found. And it's exhausting. I think it's a good reminder right now Mm -hmm. to talk about, if you haven't listened to our Grimoire Book of Shadows episode, the fact is that so much of the magic that we practice today or that we've distilled and morphed um, practice today comes was written by people who were the persecutors. Mm-hmm. Not all of it. Written history belongs to the victor. Yeah. <clears throat> and so there are means. elements of truth in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we head out to the bonfire and oh, talk it? about it? That's all I got. Oh, that's a lot. It's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. I I had a lot of fun researching this. Yeah. I was very inspired. I got to sit I got to sit at the dining table in our new dining room. Oh my god. <laughs> and like work on it. It was really fun. <laughs> but it it was really interesting. It was really interesting research. So I encourage you all to like I always do. I encourage you all to go and look into it yourself because it's a lot of fascinating stuff. And of course the resources will be listed in the show notes. Really quickly mm-hmm. before we head out, can we talk about Teen Vogue for just a moment? I can love Teen Vogue. They're doing the most right now. My inner teenager wants to go subscribe to them. <laughs> they, they're they doing it. They have been, uh, maybe they always were, I just don't know, always, but political as heck since 2016. Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know if it's the same article I found, there was, uh, they have a monthly series that's called Practical Magic. Yep. It was at the one. Yes, it was. And they talk about a couple of different people, and you can, if you find them on the internet you can link to some of these great people on instagram Mm -hmm. and i was just like so blown away that that was in teen vogue i was just like there you all they're doing the most they've got stuff about sex ed they've got stuff about you know trans rights they've got stuff about they're 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 doing the most out there big fan they really are that's all i wanted to say before we headed out to the bonfire let's head out to the bonfire i'm getting chilly i want to get toasty All right. Hi. Hi. So, familiars. Yes. Do you have one? No. Well, I don't think so. I do talk to my cat a lot, but I don't think that that makes him a familiar. No, I don't think so either. And I came to it very late. Yeah. I mean, like really late. And here's what's so funny. And maybe this is why I came to it so late. I love animals. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. They are like my family. Mm-hmm. I like would take the raccoon in our house and cuddle it if it would let me and try to make them get along. <gasps> what? Speaking of raccoons. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. This is a that little, is little okay. baby tangent. Baby tangent. I, I was them. getting into bed the other night. Yeah. And I heard angry skittering oh no and i was like what the fuck is that (laughs) and so i got up and i went over to the window and i looked out and two of the chonkiest boys (gasps) fucking huge raccoons my dude big big i 
the size raccoon you're thinking of, make it bigger by about 20%. Because they were so huge. Humongous raccoons were fighting in front of my window. Oh, and they I, were fighting. Oh, they were fighting oh, for territory no. or turf or something. And I was like, Mom, there are the biggest raccoons I've ever seen fighting outside my window. And she got up and she came over and she was like, I have never seen raccoons that big. <gasps> wow. And she's been around. They are chonkers. Somebody's <laughs> feeding them. And uh, they were fighting. I don't know they were fighting about. I haven't heard them since. But my mom was like, well, I will just have to be careful when I go out in the mornings, won't I? Because <laughs> they are humongous. Yeah, because Sorry. that nocturnal thing, raccoons do come out in the daytime, everyone. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. Oh, I was in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream that was in Ravenna Park. And I was placing props for the next scene and doing a costume change and got fully chased (gasps) by a raccoon oh no they're very scary oh no they don't have to be scary they're not always scary mine are not scary but the experiences i have had with raccoons have not been great mine come to my door (laughs) and at the the glass door in our back and our right off of our kitchen and we'll stand there until i open the door and then skitter away and up the tree or sometimes behind the tree and wait for me to put down food and wait for me to go back into the house before they will come and eat the food. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been doing this for months. You'd think they'd let me pet them by now, but no. And I know I don't, I, I know that's not a good idea, everyone. Don't worry. I'm just, I'm exaggerating. She just wants to cuddle them. As Conowin said, I'm a Sagittarius and I do exaggerate on occasion. Here's what's so interesting. So I'll go back. The, the idea of a familiar, I, I mean, of course, I knew what they were, and I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch with, you know, my kids. I love Salem. So Salem is just, you know, He's this a... witch trapped in a black cat's body. Yeah. And so, of course, I knew what they were, but it never occurred to me. And like a lot of things that come to me in my magic, I mean, some things I work for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just think of and go, oh, that'd be nice, and then... I forget about it, <laughs> and and they happen, which is manifestation one hundred and one. Yeah, and but more often than not, it happens to me when I'm not thinking about it. So in 2013, uh, I was touring on the East Coast. I was doing a show out there, and my stepfather died unexpectedly, and so I came home. I had to quit the show and come home. And actually, other than my one woman show, that's the last show that I've really done. It was it was a life-changing year that year because I got home, found these cats that I was going to be bringing home and finding homes for because my mother didn't need any more cats. And uh, I was doing her a favor at the time, and we still have two out of the three of them. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, <laughs> we did find a home for one of them. Then a month later, Tammy got cancer. Mm. And she's all, all okay now. It's been six, six years, 2013, 21, seven, eight, eight years. It's been eight Chimney, years. Jiminy, Jiminy. I know. And she's still alive and fabulously healthy, which is great. Crush but it, it. Was, it was a big year. And from the moment I held this cat, who was a bonded sibling, mm. which I had also in all my years of having cats, I'd never had. But this one was different. And, and I felt it from the moment that it happened. And when I was doing magical practices, I usually lock the cats and all the animals out because I don't want them walking through my space, even though cats are liminal and supposedly be able to walk through circles. But they also are kind of shits and like to knock things over for fun. Right? Right? That's, it's a practical thing. I get you. And this one just, and this one doesn't meow very much. She, when she does meow, it's so soft. Meow. Which kitty it's are we so about? tiny. It's Izzy. I love Izzy so yeah. much. She's she's and she's got a very dark face. She and her sister look a lot alike, except Khaleesi is really light. Khaleesi's with us in the studio today. And Khaleesi is just the opposite. She is loud. Yeah, as, she is. As, she will make her voice heard. You've heard her on the podcast. Yeah. As Corey just experienced beforehand, she was like, I want to be in here now with you all. And I was like, You can't be in the booth because there's not enough room for you in here and Corey was like it's okay she can come stay with me and she meowed and meowed anyway she's loud and she's loud about everything but Izzy is not and she wouldn't leave me alone and I was like okay we're gonna try this and she is not destructive she sometimes I I learned this the first time I was really nervous about it she'll jump up and she'll go to something and it's like oh 
I'm supposed to pay attention to that. She doesn't go to it like a cat goes to it and like knocks it off because, you know, the way cats do. If the world were flat, nothing would be here because cats would knock everything off. <laughs> it, it wasn't that. And and she will come to me sometimes and instruct me in, for lack of a better way to describe it, a telepathic way to to do something. So there's my first familiar. And when my spirit board got here, mm. she immediately went to it. She wouldn't leave it alone. She laid on the Wasn't box. Wasn't she laying on the, the box when you showed it to me? Yep. Yeah. She laid on the box. When I put it away and put it places, she would go and find it and sit there and coo at it and talk to it. She now knows where it is. She visits it every single day. I kid you not. And this is not. She didn't used to like to come into this room, and now she's in here every single day. And if she doesn't, if she doesn't get let in, she'll stand at the door and ask to be let in. Catch me trying to figure out where it is in yeah. this room. Oh. And then, since the spirit board's been in the house, I did a full moon ritual, and Khaleesi snuck in. I didn't know she was in the room because, like I said, I kick them all out, and it was an indoor one. It wasn't an outdoor one this time, and she came out. And she sat next to Izzy, where Izzy always sits, and just sat there the entire time and watched my practice out of my way, watched the whole ritual. And when it was done and I released the circle, they went on their way. So all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh, now there are two corporeal beings. Well, aren't you yeah. just a little angel, Khaleesi? Yeah. So now I'm going to be vulnerable and share with you that I have a non-corporeal familiar. Okay. Amazing. Which also... I did not ask for. <laughs> You're like very inspiring to me in this moment because, yeah, because I was like, when I started this podcast, I was like, I don't really plan on doing deity work. And then when I put my feelers out, that happened. <sighs> and now I'm like, do I want to maybe put my feelers out for a familiar? Because like, if anything, this is the, this is the year, this oh, solar year return is, is the, the year. year to make I'm that happen. I'm so excited for you. I want to go oh. back now and listen to my recorded version that Kanawan did for me. I want to show you my chart. I, I want to see it. Yeah. Oh it my is, gosh. Oh. I have to tell you. It's going to be the year of Corey. Oh, the year of the Corey. Mm-hmm. It is the dawning of the... Okay. Uh, the age of Aquarius. <laughs> the age of Aquarius. Age of... Gross. Aqu- okay. I love it. No, I love it. I've always been into m- mythical creatures, a.k.a. fairies that Amy Brown drew. And oh. I love them. I love them. I know. I know, you know. I know that most people can, like, call to mind a Thomas Kincaid painting. But, like, if you say an Amy Brown fairy, I'm like, oh, I can see it. Oh, Yeah. And Jessica Galbraith. Oh, I yeah. Know, sure. I know. I know. It's so sad. But I have a lot of her prints in yeah. my house as well. And if you don't know the Jessica Galbraith story, then you should look her up. There's some drama. Yeah, there's some drama there. I mean, it's not anything evil, I don't think. Just a bummer. Just a bummer. Sometimes we can't have nice things. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yes. This is why we can't have nice things. And I'm also a Jodie Bergsma fan. And Jodie Bergsma came late mm. to the whole fairy kind of stuff. But I was never into dragons. Oh, really? Yeah. I fuck with I was, dragons. I love my dragons. My best friend was from high school, uh, was totally into Anne McCaffrey and oh, read okay. all those books and everything like that. But I was never into dragons. I was big into Piers Anthony as yeah. a kid. And- oh. Yeah. Uh, no, me, I mean, I liked them. I didn't not like I love them. Fantasy. But I was not obsessed the way Detta gets obsessed about things. The way <laughs> I get obsessed. And one day in this very, in the room that you are in right <gasps> now, I was doing one of my rituals mm-hmm. and it was a dark moon ritual. Mm. And I was just doing my thing. And all of a sudden, I hear this male voice and also. If you've listened to the podcast, I uh, I work very hard to be an equal opportunist. Yes, uh, to I, I have an easier time communicating with more feminine in magical with feminine and um, yeah. non-binary. I, I although I have some great men in my life right now and I love and adore them, they are not my go-to. Is sure. what I will say. And I hear this male voice. No joke. Hey. And I'm like, what the heck? And I turn around and in my mind's eye, 
even though I do physically turn. And there's this gorgeous, beautiful, huge dragon. And I was, for the first time in a very long time in my magical practice, completely fucking freaked out. <laughs> and and then I did my, all right, make sure you check with your therapist tomorrow. <laughs> uh, double check in. Yeah, just always, always good to double check. Uh, to make sure you you are mentally healthy because we're thinking outside of the box and out of the mainstream of and dealing with fantastical things that I do believe science will someday prove. But here we are. Ha- here we are. I'm not. I've I've talked to him today. I'm not. I I'm not sharing his name. Fair. But I have had the most amazing experiences with him guardian with him and in some of my darkest times these last couple of years he has been the one to come and you know wrap his metaphysical wings around me and hold me and sometimes have my back and uh, every single time I charge the boundaries of our home he is there and we've done a lot of magical work together some which has been guided by him absolutely guided by him absolutely things I could not know about certain things I've always dealt with prophecy and and had visions and dreams and stuff so it it's even different than that this is like knowledge this is outside yourself yeah Yeah. outside myself outside of people I know outside of the healing outside of being able to see you know divination stuff that could happen uh this this is deep knowledge and what I would call higher magic and that happens with this dragon familiar who I can absolutely was told brag about how gorgeous he is (laughs) (laughs) I mean I like it when people brag about how gorgeous I am so like I get it yeah so there those are my stories about familiars and working with them and how unexpected it was and how fucking awesome it is yeah so there you go I think, I think that, you know what? I'm feeling very inspired. Are you? I might, I might, next time I'm uh, path working, I might throw some feelers out. Yeah. Because sometimes animals come to me when I'm path working to like lead me to things and point me to things. Nothing, never the same animal, nothing like specific, but just like uh, when I, when I path work, I, I go to a specific place and wait and sometimes something comes to me, and sometimes it doesn't. Do you write down what animal comes to mm-hmm. you and look up the some? Okay, of course. Yeah, of course you of do. Of course I do. Why did I even ask? Oh. I asked that for our listeners. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Conwin's talking about stuff, and I go and like I understand it, but just mm-hmm, in case totally. somebody else does, just that. in case. <laughs> I yes, I do write it down, and I think that maybe next time I go to that place, I will put out the call to say hello. Yeah. Hello. And that is the way most people do it. And I bet, I don't know how extensive my journal entry was that night. It is very possible that somewhere inside of me, I was like, I need something. Probably. And And answered that need. Yeah. And I didn't say what it was, but that's what it was. I will say my meeting with Conowin was like very validating in regards to my deity. Oh, that's amazing. Like it makes a lot of sense why Athejana showed herself to me. Am I getting too far away from the mic? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like really relaxing over here and like really getting away from the mic. I need to give you more pillows. No, if you give me more pillows, I will fall asleep in this okay, chair. Okay, no, never mind. It's then. just that we've been talking for a while and this is true. my body was like, how about you go way back here so, and relax? So I, but I interrupted you though about oh, what kind no. one. It's fine. Yeah. I just, the, the natal chart that we did yeah. together was like, it makes a lot of sense. The journey of the planets in my chart make a lot of sense with the journey of the year for my deity every year wow so because she she is uh partially chthonic and partially of you know the earth and so it makes a lot of sense again for our listeners um chthonic underworld I have a candle named that. Oh. Made by, by Mortellus. Mortellus. Yes. Hey, Mortellus, uh, we're your cheerleaders or whatever. We just love you, Mortellus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that that's maybe me tapped out on familiars. And I told you 
my stories. Yeah. Which I love. I love story time with Dada. Story time. And maybe I'll look through some of my completed spells and share those. I'm starting to try to open up. I realize how I've just trained myself for, you know, 23 years to not talk about specifics. And mm-hmm. I, they're still, and I know we're, we've talked about this before, if you're new to the podcast, that we're on different pages yeah. about this, that I, I am so happy to give you structures and some of my spell elements, but I won't give them all to you. But, and I encourage you to, you know, find your own intuition and fill in those blanks for yourself. Well, I'm very, and, there's some things that I'm very like tight to the chest about. Yeah. Uh, if you're a patron at the $10 level, uh, you got a recipe this this yeah. month that is a family recipe and that was like exciting but very scary for me yeah it's really good too Thank i'm you. excited to try it it's also delicious but i definitely uh i'm much more like here is all of me than mm-hmm. Dada is uh which is i don't know if that's just because i have no filter or modesty or <laughs> i just don't have the same inherent like need to not tell people yeah. And I've just always kind of felt safe talking about it because it never occurred to me not to. It's so interesting because when we talk about protection spells, which we have on, because my favorite episode is still episode seven, where we talk about warding and protection because protection magic is my other than not magic. I was going to say, are you sure it's not not magic? <laughs> yeah. That's your favorite? I love it. it. Because, and especially as witches, we really open ourselves up. But even if you're not a witch, people get energy from other people. And and not, it's not always meant as a malicious. Mm-hmm. It's just like I notice myself, you know, swearing at people in the car in front of me. <sighs> you know, you get that from people. And you sometimes get that from people you know who are mad at you at work and stuff like that. And that energy carries through the waves just like a cell phone. And can hit you. And that's why I think protection magic and all that is so important. But it's also why, as far as magic goes, sometimes until the magic is done working. Keep it close. I want to keep it secret. and Keep it secret. Yeah. Keep it safe. And those are, (laughs) and if it's not something I'm going to use again exactly that way, those are things that I'm starting to open up about and you know the moment I start to say that I said no I'll still hold a little bit back but I'll give you the structure and also say fill in this blank (laughs) to that point I think that's important because it does offer the option to make it more personal for the person using it which I think people should it's important but I it's hard when you're first starting out to start from scratch actually we'll offer you the little black dress but you got to accessorize it I love I love that you said that about your altar oh I accidentally texted someone you still haven't made a tile about that about what? So oh. a while ago during our grim, uh, no, during our altar episode, Corey said, and I have an altar that like a little black dress I accessorize depending on the season. And I was like, you have to make a freaking tile about that because that is brilliant. And people who only have one altar need to know that. And that's just, I loved it. Anyway, I texted her and said, you need to make a tile about that. Except I didn't text you. I texted my friend Whitney. <laughs> And she's like, uh, and I had just like alluded to it. I hadn't written it all out. And she wrote back and she goes, what are you talking about? Now I need to know. So anyway, that's fun. But yeah, same thing, (gasps) you know, accessorize, make it your own. But even as a more experienced witch, sometimes I just go brain dead (laughs) and I need some help. And it's just like, I know I need something for this. It's been a long week. I've worked 60 hours. I know I want to do this spell. I'm going to go someplace else and then tweak a little things and make it my own. Yeah. We all need that sometimes. We all need that. We all need inspo, but we all need freedom to interpret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Should we head up some sparks? Let's do it, everyone. Okay. What's your spark today? My spark today? Different than the one that I was telling you about. The one I'm doing for this episode is I love to bake, right? And I have a friend, my very good friend Nikki, who I've talked about, KK. I talk about her all the time, her and Megan constantly on this podcast. But she and I send each other, anytime this particular pastry chef posts a video on Instagram, we send it to each other. Followed by the caption, like, this absolute maniac, because his stuff is incredible. He teaches pastry and chocolate work and stuff. He's French. His name is Amari Guichon. And I said it badly, but I try my best. (laughs) And 
like love, love, love his Instagram, love, love, love his posts, his reels, his TikTok, all of his stuff. He got a show on Netflix. Oh, what's it called? His show on Netflix is going to be called School of Chocolate. If you look him up, and I'll make sure to tag him in our tile so you can check him out. If you look up his Instagram, he has created some of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen out of chocolate. A full sea turtle underwater scape, a full dragon, a full, like, clock. His stuff is incredible. And I'm just so jazzed that he's getting a Netflix show because now maybe when I bring him up in conversation, people won't look at me like I have grown a second head. And it's a competition. <laughs> I'm looking it up, of course. It's going to be amazing. Speaking. It's going to be amazing. He's adorable. I was just going to say he's so His he's stuff is amazing. Please look him up. His The stuff he does with pastry is just bonkers. Wow. His smile reminds me of the same actor who play is in warm bodies he does kind of have a nicholas holt look about him nicholas holt yeah Yeah, he looks a little bit got a little little french nicholas holt action anyway he makes me happy and his stuff makes me happy and he makes me want to do really creative stuff in the kitchen which then of course just feeds back into my magic practice but Uh, totally his stuff is great and he's great and i'm excited for his show and that's my spark (laughs) that is awesome that is awesome who's yours all animal groups anywhere that you think are are good and need donations. The group I am about to talk about is absolutely wonderful, but they are not the ones that take donations if you want to donate or take volunteers if you want to become involved in volunteering. That would be Friday Harbor Whale Museum. You can adopt a whale and the Orca Conservatory. Those are my two sparks that we are going to put out on Instagram and in the show notes. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. But specifically, I'm going to talk about our Southern Resident Recovery of Southern Resident Orcas here in Washington State. It's the Puget Sound Partnership. They have they gained international attention in 2018 with the plummeting numbers because of the death of the newborn calf and the mother who grieved over the body for like 17 days over a thousand miles and like you know you watch that kind of stuff and how in the world can you believe that we are the only beings that feel and that have family and i just i i and and then why don't you take better care of the earth? So that's for another episode. (laughs) Again, let me focus on what I want. So what I want is for people to take better care of the earth, particularly our oceans. I became a vegetarian a while ago, and I have since, because of certain health stuff, and it still just breaks my heart, and I do a lot of prayer, have gone back to being a pescatarian, but I have not gone back to eating salmon because... It is, it's their food and it's overfished right now. And again, I am not judging you if you do. I know some people do, uh, even members in my family do. There are ways to consciously source that. Yeah. And also there, we recognize the very real situation that is food deserts and, and, and access. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is the other thing too. My wife and I talk about that a lot. Is like you can't. We are in a place of privilege. Yes. My, my wife and I are in a place of privilege Same. where I can choose to, at least for right now, <laughs> to grow my own food, mm-hmm. and that I right now have a job, and right now I can buy, you know, healthy food. Uh, so please know I recognize that, and I'm not passing judgment. But if you can avoid salmon, that is one thing. And if you have the resources, or again, if you live in the Northwest or someplace where you have time that you can donate toward an animal shelter or an organization that does rescue or if you can foster and actually succeed at it which my daughter is also now officially a foster fail mom yeah the two kittens she's keeping the two kittens i told you she would (laughs) 
I offered the possibility of taking them, but I knew that she would keep them. Yeah, she. Has, I want a black kitten so th- bad. They are both black kitties, yeah. uh, and lo and behold, you know, eight years later, they're from the same area where my kitties are foster fails from. Almost like the universe said, "Hey." Yeah, and she's named them Fred and George, even though they're black kitties and not red kitties. <laughs> she's a huge Harry Potter fan, like gigantic. But anyway, if you can, whatever you can do to help out animals, since we're st- talking about familiars, and so many familiars are indeed fuzzies, and not all pets are familiars, and not all familiars are pets. Uh, so <laughs> that beautiful Venn diagram. Every the, square <laughs> is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. Exactly. But these southern resident orca partnership is a really great place so that if you can donate you can help out our our orcas here yeah. up in the pacific northwest that's my spark i love that well hey everyone this was a lot this was fun we yeah. went on a few tangents but you yeah. know what we got there in the end and here's the thing we did a tangent when we recorded yeah at the beginning of the episode which we, we talked about, and I've decided to put at the end of the episode. Yeah, we got a little political because there's a lot to be heated about right now. Yeah, and I do believe in, I'm not going to shy away no. from speaking up, but it was a lot of energy to throw at you in the first like, like minute. Yeah, it was like 30 seconds. So if you want to hear a heated rant and a little bit about what you can do about white privilege in light of the ongoing problem, Kyle Rittenhouse is not new it is not surprising. It is. But if you'd like to find out a little bit more about uh, what you can do a- after we get a little bit heated about it, uh, I'm going to put that right now before the closing, uh, our usual closing that says, um, go read us and all that, yes, and all that kind of stuff and our, our land acknowledgement. So here's that after we say, until next time, be well, harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. I'm hopeful. I'm yeah. trying really hard to focus on what I want. And not what we don't want. Not what I'm angry with. Because <laughs> there's a lot right now to be angry about. And also to all the people in Wisconsin, uh, be safe. Uh, my heart is with you. It's bullshit. It's garbage. And we're tired and not surprised, which is almost worse. Not surprised at all. Uh, so not please, even a little. Please be safe because new precedents are being set that are super scary. So, and look we out. knew they were going to be. Yeah, look be- out for each other. Yeah, we're going to be in this state of flux of power struggles of systems that we have known for a long time, and we need to we need to be allies and stand by the people who've been telling white people for a very long time that we needed to watch out for this because it's coming and January 6th has not been dealt with in a way that is satisfying at all well in a, in a way that's just mm. and in a way that um, it hasn't it's been dealt with in a way that allowed this verdict to happen yeah and, and it's not good. for people to be encouraged by, of course, this is the way that it should have happened because protest shouldn't happen because, Lord forbid, you try to step out of your place. Yeah. Wow. Happy birthday, Detta. We are just like magical activism and activism right here off the bat. But it's true. We have to we have to speak up and we have to keep talking. And Rachel Cargill, if you don't, it, I, she put out this great thing. Our... Gosh, we feel so bad. Oh, gosh, I'm so shocked. No, we're not. No, we're not shocked. Nobody's Don't say shocked. that to people. Nobody's surprised about this. Yeah. So if you're if you are surprised about this, I should I should re- yeah. restate this. If you are surprised about this. Stop being surprised. Please stop being surprised and, and realize that this is just one more thing in a long line of of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and and it, how terrifying. And it needs to change. That makes it for people of color. Yeah take a deep breath and realize how scared they are and how it's our job to keep stepping up to keep speaking to keep trying to change the status quo to keep trying to dismantle white supremacy yeah. what is happy it, birthday to Detta go and do that what is it that Rihanna said <laughs> Rihanna said something in an acceptance speech recently that was when stuff like this happens tell your friends to pull tell your white friends to pull up tell your friends to pull up and be a part of the conversation and be a part of the solution because it it's not a problem that white people need to sympathize with. It is a white people problem. 
and it needs to be addressed as such. It's not a, it's not a black people problem or a people of color problem that we need to sympathize with. It is a problem that we need to own. And to that, I want to say this last election in 2021, where some midterms were decided and they went, in my opinion, the wrong way. Mm -hmm. A lot of them did. That allows people to put judges in place that make these types of decisions. Yeah. And also to make the type of decision that happened in Texas with a guy who pled guilty to rape and was not sentenced to any jail time whatsoever. These are the kind of people that when you vote for the current Republican Party, I'm sorry, Republicans, I know it's not all of you, but there is a huge faction of your party that is voting in people that are allowing this system to stay in place, the system of oppression. So and to get you got to step up. We and gotta people vote. didn't vote. <laughs> we got to vote. Yeah. People didn't vote in. And I we know somebody who's on Instagram that is a former student of mine who follows us in South Carolina who was so frustrated with her state because so many Democrats didn't turn out. You you got to show up if you do not show up. And I just I've heard so many experts talk about this on NPR and other mm-hmm. places, uh, mainstream sources that mm-hmm. you'd go and even conservative sources who are talking about, you know, Democracy's not going to be, they say, democracy's not going to be the same if when we win in 2024. And our side is saying, and I hate to be the our side, your side thing, I hate it so much, but people who are wanting change and wanting to dismantle white supremacy are saying, if they are allowed to take control, we will never get it back. We will start to lose rights in the LGBTQ community. Yeah, We will not be safe. A lot of us will not be safe because the system will be even more rigged than it already is. And yes, you've tuned in to Bonfire Babble <laughs> political show. I think your energy is spreading through the house because you've got a cat screaming at you outside your door. And I think your cat is like, what is wrong? All right. I think I'll put a disclaimer at the beginning yeah. of this and say, we'll uh, skip you to- can skip to and I'll let you know that I get a little bit passionate. And now... Hello, if you're just joining us, it's my birthday. If you skipped, it's Dennis' birthday, (laughs) and uh, we're talking about familiars today. We are. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.